Songs. Hey everyone, welcome to Why Mommy Drinks. This is Betsy Stover, or the person who uh, is formerly Betsy Stover, and now I'm just a husk of a human. And uh, I am I am all alone today, except for our lovely guest. She's a podcaster, she's a comedian, she's gorgeous, not that that matters. Esther Steinberg, hello! Thank you, thank you so much. I, I appreciate you having me, and... I am now having a glass of wine, so good. It's gonna get you, more fun as we go. <laughs> you deserve it. Good <laughs> gosh. Uh, so I have three kids. They are all boys. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a five-year-old, an eight-year-old, and a ten-year-old. And uh, what, what do you got over there, Esther? I have a nine-month-old boy. And I'm one of three girls. I think just hearing you say that was like, oh, crap, that's a potential. <laughs> if I kept trying, there's a there's a potential scenario where I keep having boys. Yes, this because I a keep fact. telling they're like, people are now asking me, do you want another? Oh, are my God. Want-? And I said, you know, I kind of want a little girl. That's my answer. Oh, boy. They're all going no to hold you to that. No guarantees. Oh, they are not. Oh man, when we got we got the call, uh, so we had you know obviously we had two boys and then we had another, um, but we my husband and I were at the airport. We had done some sort of trip and we were coming. We were like waiting to board our plane and we got a call from the whoever that call whatever whoever that random man is that tells you what kind of baby you're having and and they told us it was a boy and uh, and we just laughed and just. Oh, we couldn't stop laughing. We were just like, that's ridiculous. There's so many boys in our house. So many boys. I was in, but I was in a world of girls, 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 three girls. And I guess I kind of liked being the youngest of three girls because then I wasn't like the princess. Oh my God, our little baby girl. It was like, welcome, take a number, sit down, like, shut up. Don't touch my stuff. It was like not a little pretty princess. Even though I kind of was a, I was, I liked pink. And my sister, who's a lesbian, did not like pink. We didn't know she was a lesbian at the time. (laughs) But she was like, I like basketball. And like shoved me. And I'm like, okay. Wow. Wow. So three, three girls can be a wild ride but three boys I mean is it just like smelly all the time not yet although I am told that that's my future that it will be very <laughs> smelly so far it's only one third smelly no that's not is true that, well is that I the mean, big change this when the smell when they start to smell bad yeah well yeah <laughs> one of they're not cuddly so, anymore one of them start has started to like have body odor that's like a new thing uh because he's you know a pr- like a preteen he's a tween um so body odor is a thing uh and i do have to every now and then be like hey let's go upstairs and put on deodorant okay um but the uh but then i have another child i won't say who who just farts all the time just farts all the time farts in his sleep he's just a very uh farty guy and uh and so yeah that's uh it's it is stinky around here (laughs) was it stinky growing up with girls ever um no it didn't smell bad but you know there was a lot of attitude and there was a lot of like stealing shirts (laughs) wow all right stealing bras Where's hmm. my stuff? There was a lot of like, did you touch my stuff? Uh huh. Everything they say like sibling fights are always about stuff. And I'm what like, do you think in our house that's not true yet. In our house, most uh, fights are about like you're. He was annoying me. Uh, that sort of nebulous just ephemeral uh annoying me whatever that means but did you know <laughs> that if if someone's annoying you you can just like hit them in the in the head or like kick them in the face did you know that no 
Yeah. Well, apparently it's a thing. That's what I've learned. Is it the younger one always annoying the older one? They're all annoying each other all the time. It doesn't help that we've been in lockdown for 12 right. months. Oh, Actually, really? We, we have? Oh, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're in Los Angeles and it has not been lifted like really ever at all for the whole year. You know, also our kids used to go to school and now they don't. Actually, next month now they are supposed to go back to school, which has been really, um, it's both exciting and very stressful and scary. My husband and I, by the time they go back, we will be all like good to go in terms of our uh, COVID vaccines. But the kids don't have a COVID vaccine. And, uh, and you know, the, the science has been like so back and forth and inconsistent. It'll be like, kids don't get it. And then it'll be like, except for these kids who all died. Um, <laughs> it'll be like, kids or like kids don't get it that bad, except for these kids who have like fucked up things now forever and ever. So it's, it's so hard to know, you know, I want to be chill about it. And it doesn't help though that um, before like when they announced it, I think I was like, well, when they announce it, we'll sort of, we'll see. We'll see mm -hmm. if we end up sending them back. I'm not sure if we will. But I think somewhere lost in that conversation, my husband may have told the kids, oh, school's opening up again. And they were like, great, we're going back. And he was like, mm-hmm. So now for them to, they're so excited to go back. And I think knowing that their classmates are back and they're not would be a, just a tremendous uh, hardship uh, to the point where I, I, we might just like, I mean, I guess we're, I guess they're going. I don't know. <laughs> it's really. Go to school. Just go. We'll deal with the sickness if it happens. Case yeah. by case. It's like, I hope, I hope you don't die. So yeah. That's it's such a, it's such a mind fuck to try to figure it out. Like risk. But also what's best for them and also what's best for you. You're allowed to be. It's eventually at a certain point. Yeah, I even asked my pediatrician. I'm like, when's my baby going to get the vaccine? You just shot him with 46,000 vaccines. <laughs> you got another one back there? And I'm like, anymore? Um, I Oof. apparently am not an anti-vaxxer. I'm a, let's, let's keep them coming. Yeah, and um, that's always how my point of view has always been like. Let's let's get these let's get these vaccines going. Yeah, we don't need any polio around here. No, we thank really you. Don't we really don't oh need God. polio today? Nope. Uh, today is hard enough. Whooping cough. No, thank you. Yeah, today's been a little rocky, and whooping cough would not be the best thing for me personally. Mm. Yeah, but I think. I asked and they were like, well, first they're going to do some, they need to do more tests on children. They'll start with teens and then I'll kind of go down the list. And I was like, oh, great. I was like, I'm so, I try to have a sense of humor with doctors and that doesn't work. And I'm like, oh, great. So he'll get it by the time he goes to college. And she was like, probably like two years old. And I'm like, okay, thank you very much, doctor. You know, it can go the other way though, too. And I hear you like. I feel like with, no offense, listener, civilians, people who are not comedians, it's sometimes you try to relate to them through comedy and it's, and it just falls flat as you have just outlined. But then sometimes you'll have someone who's like, oh, you're a comedian. Okay. And then the like, like my husband used to have a doctor who would tell him jokes every time he went in and they were terrible and yeah, yeah. so it yeah, could be just worse because i'm a comedian yeah. doesn't mean that i want to listen to your jokes yeah well here you go let They're me like, give you this one for your act you're a comedian and i'm like yeah i get paid to tell jokes not to laugh at bad jokes <laughs> where do you what do you mean i'm a comedian but you're a comedian i don't i'm not hired to giggle that's what your secretary is for. <laughs> I also love that if you're a comedian, um, you are instantly judged by this person who barely knows you about like how funny you are in in any given normal moment. Like like uh, because you 
earn money on stage telling jokes that just every moment of your life needs to be like razzmatazz. And sometimes it is. I think the more uncomfortable I am, the funnier I am in like public, in public. If I'm like severely uncomfortable, I'm like, I met with an OBGYN that I really, really did not like and did not go with. But I met with him and it was a horribly awkward conversation and I was not vibing with him. But it started off, I was sitting in his office after he literally looked at every all of my gems and hoo-ha, you know? And then we sat in his office and I looked at the wall and there was a bunch of pictures of babies because he's an OBGYN. And I was trying to be funny and I was like, oh, looks like you got a bunch of kids. Like, how many kids do you have? And he was just like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. And he's like, any family medical history? And well, he asked me very plainly, he's like, any family medical history? And I was like, well, my parents are a little overbearing. And he was like, that shouldn't be a problem. And I'm like, I'm sure it will be. Yeah, it depends who you are. It's a problem for me. Okay, moving on. Oh, he was all business. I don't want you to deliver my baby. (laughs) Did you go with a male uh, OBGYN? Yeah, I like hunted for a woman. I spent my eyes were like burning while I scoured the internet over and over again. And it it had to do with my insurance. It had to do with the fact that I had moved from the West Coast to the East Coast mid pregnancy, which is illegal. Oh, yes. How dare you try to switch doctors mid pregnancy? And so I was kind of like taking what I could get the scraps, the scraps doctors. But I ended up with a lovely, lovely male OBGYN that I texted pictures of my blood in my toilet. Like, they have such weird jobs. All of a sudden, <laughs> in seven months pregnant, I had, like, a little bit of bleeding, and I had to, like, text Yikes. my doctor. But, like, everything was fine. Just a little blood. <laughs> Being a woman is a blast. I love and that you texted a picture. I was like, it's a little bit of blood. Here's what it looks like in my right. toilet. <laughs> There's a little bit of blood in the toilet, and I, I I assume he was like... I wonder what blood looks like. I wonder what blood in a toilet looks like. Please show me. <laughs> You're like, I gotcha. Well, here, let me tell you what has broken me, and hopefully it will be entertaining and not too horrifying for someone who has a baby. So our, our 10-year-old has been difficult lately, it's it's hormones. It's a year in lockdown, but he is uh, just really emotional, and he's always been very uh, what I like to call emotionally dynamic. So he's very, you know, he's got a, he's got very bombastic uh, feelings. He must get out, uh, big, small, all feelings, um, and uh, happy feelings, sad feelings. They're all really big, and and I think. Normally, when you are 10, a lot of stuff gets kind of sorted out, I think, socially, usually. Like, normally, if you go to school and someone tells you something you don't like, you're going to learn pretty fast that if you, like, throw your head back and scream and, like, lay down on the floor and flail around, everyone's going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Mm -hmm. Like, come on, man, pull it together. But because he hasn't been in school for, you know, a whole year, none of that sort of social stuff has been there. So he's like, it's like Galapagos Island over here in terms of the way we are learning to be. So anyway, my son, he's been lying a lot about like doing his work. And I'll say like, are you sure you did your work? And he's like, yes. Are you sure you don't have class this afternoon? Oh, yeah, I don't have class this afternoon. And then I'll be like, I need you to show me. Uh, And he'll be like, you don't believe me. And I'm like, yeah, I don't because you lie to me a lot. And so I want to believe him. um, But he lies to me all the time. So my so he never wants to brush his teeth or uh, brush his hair. And I don't even know if he washes his face ever, but it gets kind of lost in the mix. I don't know if my adult husband washes his face. You know, I'm not sure if mine does. I'll be honest. I was I asked. I was like, you know, I do a 45 step face routine with yeah. very expensive skin products, oils, serums, lotions, masks. What do you do? And he's like, I mean, I shower. 
Yeah, my husband is kind of like that too. Like he'll, <laughs> it'll be like the afternoon and he'll have sleep in his eye and I'm like, do you, is this part of what, <laughs> I feel like it would have gotten washed. I don't know. Yeah, at night, I he goes through, he goes through skincare products and when I say, I mean skincare products, I mean like there's like a, some random thing of some cleanser that I feel like I buy maybe once a year. I don't know. I don't I don't like know if he's actually a bottle that yeah. gets spilt over. And you're like, Keely, he finished it. It's been dumped out somehow. Hmm. hmm. So I'm giving your son a free pass for not washing his face. But everything else. Fair. Fair. So I think like earlier in the day, it, he had got he had overslept a little bit, and so he ran downstairs. And usually the rule is if you want to, essentially, if you want to like play on a screen, a game or something, you need to in the morning you need to have done all your uh, washing up. So he had not done that because he had overslept, and so at some point. I was like, hey, have you brushed your teeth and hair? And he was like, no. And I said, okay, you just, on your next break, go up and do that. And then on your next break after that, unload the dishwasher. So the afternoon arrives and he has not done these things, uh, like any of them. And at some point, uh, I'm like, hey, uh, you are playing on a phone. Did you brush your teeth or, or brush your hair? I can see you haven't brushed your hair. <laughs> and I know you haven't unloaded the dishwasher and uh and so again I free when stuff like this happens it it kind of rocks your world and also it's like so what's so it's like traumatic uh so like my brain kind of suppresses kind of what happened because I don't want to think about it but then I come on the show and I talk about it so I have to think about it. So I can't remember exactly how it all went down. But essentially, he was like, I did brush my teeth. And I was like, OK, well, you told me you didn't this morning. And I and since you haven't brushed your hair or done those other things, I don't think um, I, I feel like maybe you didn't. And he's like, I did. And I was like, OK, well, here, if you want to do screens, that's fine. But we need to you need to take care of your business and like do the shit that you need to do. And he responded in the way that I outlined earlier, which is he he was on the couch and he threw his whole body back and screamed and convulsed like a like a two year old having a temper tantrum, crying and screaming. And uh, our kids have all been sort of screaming uh, and yelling at me a lot lately. And so uh I've just like really, I've really had it with that. And so I was already, I've been at the end of my rope since, you know, yeah, summer. Because uh, it's just been really intense here with so many people never, ever leaving the house. I mean, I've been alone in my house twice in the last year. Yikes. Yeah, yikes. Exactly. So anyway, so he's, he's freaking out at some point and he's screaming at me and he's yelling at me and it's just all sass and just like mean and at some point, my husband comes down. <laughs> he had been doing something, like working. And he comes down. And he's like, Rex, you can't yell at your mom like that. It's not. You need to stop screaming at her. And he's like, it's none of your business. And he's like, "It. you're screaming at my wife. And I had to come down here because my boss can hear you screaming uh, And while I'm at work upstairs. And... He, oh my god this is such a mess is it isn't it it's a nightmare and so our 10 year old was like he can't hear your boss can't hear me and he's like yeah he can so can i and he's like no you couldn't and so like he couldn't we couldn't even like get to the point where we could agree on a reality in which my husband and his boss could hear him screaming from you know from upstairs and of course they can the whole fucking block can hear him screaming he's so loud and it, it just went on and on and then at some point it was like all right you need to oh so my my son does this thing i don't stand for it but my husband kind of puts up with it in a way that i don't like which is when our 10 year old is mad at him our 10 year old will kind of swat at him and he does it lightly but he'll kind of like punch him in the butt or throw a toy at him but it's like a soft toy so it's like hmm and when he does stuff like that I'm like no like 
fuck no, you don't do that to me. But my my husband's sort of like, eh. but if I see that happen, I'm like, no, you don't do that to your dad. And of course, that like escalated everything. I'm not good at de-escalating. My husband is too good at de-escalating. So when shit goes down, I'll be like, well, are we doing it? Let's dig in. Like, let's if we're going to set off a bomb, like, let's blow up this whole house yeah and my husband is like oh well let's not even <laughs> bombs that's a joke we uh everything's fine so between you know so we we um <sighs> oh this sounds challenging <laughs> so you said it's... you weren't gonna scare me you're i'm so sorry I'm shaking in my well, look well was okay because I already have a kid that's pulling my hair and he's nine months. So I'm like, don't pull oh, my hair. Nine months. That's different. But, a don't nine pull, month old... but don't pull my hair. Yeah. Don't pull my hair. Yeah. For real. <laughs> don't pull my hair. He uses my hair to stand. No. Nope. Oh, God. Oh, God. Nope. <laughs> mm So he's screaming at my husband. <laughs> he, he can't. We, you know, everything that my husband said, he's like, that's wrong. That's not true. Like, he's laughing at him. He's just being super rude. And, you know, my, and like I said, my husband tries to kind of shrug stuff off. And I I double down. And um, and 50 years ago, he would have gotten hit. Right? Like, that's who, all they who? did. Kids. What? Kids, Kids got hit. Oh, yeah. If this... If this was a generation ago, 100%. He would have gotten a spanking. Well, so at some point, we're like, you need to go upstairs. Like, don't, you can't be down here. I don't want to be around you right now. You are hurt. You're being hurtful. You're not listening. Um, And he's like, no. We're like, what do you mean, no? Like, go upstairs. We don't need you here. You're being mean to us. You know, you're, you're being disrespectful. Go upstairs. And he's like, no. And then at some point, yeah, I think it was one of those things where like my husband walked away. My son punched him, maybe like hit him in the back, but like lightly. And I was like, no. And then I think my husband tried to pick him up and kind of like bring him to the stairs to be like, go upstairs. And then at some point, my 10 year old bit my husband on the arm. Um. It was just like it was such a nightmare shit show, Esther, and it was it was such a nightmare. Uh, and I have to say, I have still not recovered from it, and I'm still pissed at my son. See, ten um, year old biting is a very very different reality than obviously a nine month old biting. But I'm like biting. Welcome to my life. I get oh, bit. yeah. Everyone gets bit. You get a bite. You get a bite. But, uh, but you know, pull my hair, smack my husband, and bite me. This is good morning, mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, when you're pre-verbal, like, biting is a big way that you... He's also always teething, so that's the excuse. Ugh. But... Well, I mean, it... Yeah. It sounds like a very, very very quarantined story yeah this it was is intense. pent up this is pent up frustration yeah. we all have it in different ways yeah, yeah. i didn't but and yeah I, I feel like the most angry kid is the one who's actually needs the like love and attention i feel like i read that quote like the mm-hmm. most leave me the hell alone kid is the one that needs mom but it's just it's so true. insanely hurtful how kids can be mean to mom yeah when they yeah. need her love and they need her kisses and they need her hugs and they need her encouragement or they're feeling lost and all this stuff and then instead of like vocalizing that they're feeling kind of shitty yeah, they oh, re- just like are mean to their mothers. I remember so a little part of what precipitated it now, which is that he was being really mean to his brother and like yelling at his brother, kind of screaming at him. 
And I realized like, oh, he hasn't had any like exercise. And I realized like he hasn't been outside. He hasn't exercised. And I think if he exercises a little, he'll be like calmer. And I was like, why don't you do a little just dance on your on the, the this video game where you dance? Yeah. And uh, and then he was like, why don't you do just dance? You never exercise, mama. And it, and it just that I think that was part of it. I was like, what the fuck? Like, you don't worry about when I exercise. Thank you very much. I'm all, all right. good. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> so anyway, after this whole fight, I went upstairs and I like hid in my kid's room and took a nap. And I was a little afraid that my husband might have thought I ran away um, and like called the cops. But I was just like, I'm uh, like sleeping is the way that I hide these days. I felt so sad. Uh, and I well. and I still feel really mad at my kid. And I want so much to be like forgive, you know, forgiving. And this particular episode of uh of you know conflict with him was was really uh extra challenging and uh it's gonna take me a while to kind of get over it um and you're right it so much of it is that he does need more attention from from me uh one-on-one -on -one. and it's and it's always been this way in that the way that he tries to show that is through negative behavior which of course then makes me not want to be spending time with him um because it's like man uh oh, i don't want to yell that what i said you're a buzzkill <laughs> yeah he is a buzzkill uh in a lot of ways uh, oh, a lot this of the sounds time so hard it is hard so it is what it is but that is what has broken me this week um you're going to school and you're going to school and you're going to school. <laughs> Go the fuck to school. Go the fuck to school. And I hope you don't catch something. But uh, but yeah, we're at a point where it's probably best for everyone just to go the fuck to school. This is we'll... not normal for no. a 10 year old, no. you said. 10 year olds don't live at home all day. 10 year olds mm -hmm. acting like they're unemployed. <laughs> no. Be unemployed when you're 36. Live at home and be unemployed when you're 36. At least then we can, I don't know what, try to get Watch rent from you. Netflix together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't watch a lot of things together. We don't share a lot of taste and things. Is that true? Yeah. Is there anything that you guys can watch together? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We Any kind of like baking show. Oh, yeah. I love Kids Baking Championship. We watch British Baking Show. Kids Baking Championship, I'm telling you, like, got me through my pregnancy. Really? Yeah, because these kids are, like, crying about Padishoe. And I'm like, <laughs> I think I can be a mom. <laughs> They're like, my eclair didn't come out the way I wanted it to. And always, like, one person per episode, like, or one person per season gets burnt. <gasps> Literally? A child gets burnt on their hands. Dear Lord. Oh, here's the other thing. I listen to I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts and uh and part of me is like, oh no, if we don't like sort this out, my son will kill me one day. There's a little part of me, I think when you have boys, there's a little part of you that's like, oh no, they're gonna grow up and be men and then they might kill me. So that's always like something in the back of my head. Is that really dark? Yes. But is it true? Yes. I do. I think about it all the time. Sure. Man. Yeah. So I'm like, I better nip this in the bud uh, or you might School. murder me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, God, Esther. Go it's a mess. School. Go I... to fucking school. Go to school. We're not supposed to be doing all this. No. Do you want to tell me what's... uh? Oh, what is... Oh, I mean... What's broken you? You know, I don't have a nanny at all. Mm -hmm. We tried to do like a day, a couple days with a sitter who is kind of a friend-ish. Like I know that know her through other people and she does comedy, but she also nannies. 
Oh, dude, when you are in comedy, you have a never ending supply of uh, half like, nannies, half fast yeah. nannies, casual babysitters. Like, but like sure. a lot of them are flaky and yeah. <laughs> she came Go over on. and. I liked the way she was like interacting with my son and I was like, okay, yes, mama's going to get like her first five minutes to not, but it's like, I can't go anywhere. So I'm just in the other room trying to get work done, but then I can mm-hmm. hear my kid cry. Yeah. And one time I was like trying to cook, which is impossible to do with a kid, just mm-hmm. making food. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Yeah. And she was there and then they went into his room. And this is an apartment in New York. So she went three feet away to his room <laughs> and I'm cooking. I'm like, I don't know. I, I, you know, my husband was trying to, there was, there's so much stress around the baby 24 hours a day, seven days a week, me and him both trying to do careers, both trying to work, both trying to also watch the kid all day, no help whatsoever. And we can't leave and it's cold. Yeah. So it's freezing what, cold. Esther, what does your husband do for a living? Comedian. <laughs> so Great. we're fucked. No, he's like a writer and he works on the show Mrs. Maisel. Um, so it's a it's a really wonderful show. It's a good job. Like we're very grateful. It's provided us with delicious health care, you know. I don't take mm, that for granted. Yum, yum, I know. Yum, yum. So sexy. But it's hard sometimes when when you are both in like the arts because things are it's everything's kind of flexible and you Mm -hmm. can kind of work anytime. And when you're not working, you're like, oh, I should be working. You know, I feel like you never feel like you have worked enough and there's always more room for more work. (laughs) Right. And I do a lot of a lot of social media right now because I felt like this is my portfolio and I'm going to put out really funny videos. I'm going to put really funny videos with captions. I'm going to do my, I'm going to really use Instagram as a portfolio of my work. How, and I'm going to inspire people with conversations and I'm going to make people laugh with videos. And I like set out to do that with my social media because we're all scrolling. We all feel like shit. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to do, we're all scrolling and Esther's Instagram makes you laugh. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of my goal is to give people a laugh and to to also showcase the kind of conversations that I'm having on my podcast anyway. So driving um, people to the other work that I'm doing. Now, oh, that's the so smart. Is, the problem is I don't know how to prioritize. I'm doing a YouTube video, but my kid is crying. Yep. Well, guess what? You have to take care of your kid. So anyway, so finally we are like the breaking point is I can't get anything done or accomplish anything at all Mm -hmm. because there's a baby. I can't even cook food. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that she when she comes over, I'm like, I'm going to go cook because all we do is order out or we're living in this world. You know, we have to make food. And it can't just be microwaved. I mean, it can be all microwave, but I was like, that day she came over and I had plans. I was going to make yeah. this cool food. I was going to eat the food and feed my family. And then I was going to get some like YouTube things done and Instagram things done. And like, I don't know if I think about it. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm losing money on that game. But anyways, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you on I'm that. I'm always like tallying up money now. And like one In day terms want- of what? I need to take a nap. So what? I hire someone to watch my kid because I'm tired. So this nap yeah. is costing me fifty dollars. Yeah, it is like that now. That is. Well, how it I is could now. probably if someone said, "Would you? I'll give you fifty bucks if you could stay up." <laughs> you know, like okay, right. it's just so it's so weird to also be like calculating things in my head. And maybe you know what, fifty dollars yeah. is a great price for a nap. I don't know. So anyways, I have this person coming over to my space. She lasted for like five or six days, um, kind of dispersed dispersed around. And I was so appreciative that she was there, but I'm trying to cook. I look over. She's five feet away changing my son. 
And all of a sudden he starts scream crying in a different scream cry than I've ever heard. Kind of like pain cry. And Ooh. as a mom, the cry like scrambles my brain. His mm-hmm. cry, maybe some people can like kind of talk over a baby crying. But for me, your own baby just like is, it just totally messes with my brain. I can't see straight when my kids cry. Yeah. But this particular cry was a help me. I'm fucking, I'm dying. So I walk yeah. in there and she's like, oh yeah, I'm trying to put on his pants. And I'm like, okay. And he starts, he was bleeding from the mouth. What? And I think what, what happened, I think what happened was that as she was trying to put on his pants, he like bumped his head, maybe bit his tongue, maybe <gasps> smashed his teeth. So I, so my husband walks out and we think that we're like giving ourselves this delicious, luxurious, you know, it's so luxurious. We're having someone come in and watch our kid. And then it's like, he walks out to me comforting him with a bloody mouth and I was wearing a white like t-shirt with blood all over it and I'm like I didn't say it but I wanted to be like get the fuck out of my house like we're done yeah and that was my attempt at getting help because people were like I'm like I'm drowning it sucks it's really hard right now not only is she coming in here and like I don't know what she like. I asked her to be safe and wear a mask. And are you a cautious person? Like potentially she could have gone to a party last night. Like, how do I know? So already you're dealing with this crazy COVID stranger in my house. And then on Mm -hmm. top of that, what the hell did you do? And how is it that somehow I've gotten my kids pants on without a bloody mouth? Right. Every single time. So then I have to turn to myself and say, no nannies, no naps for mama and no nannies anymore. So I'm going to, it's like, it's it's like a martyr. I don't want to be a martyr, but mm-hmm. it's martyr is better than a bloody mouth. Right. Dude, this is why all our moms are crazy. That's what I've realized. All our I'm moms tr- are yeah. fucking nuts because motherhood makes you fucking nuts. And it's, it's stuff really like this. Intense. It's so intense. I wonder if we're living in a non-pandemic world. COVID never happened. I have a baby at nine months. Where is this kid? Is he in daycare? Do I find a cool nanny? Or am I staying home all day? I haven't even had the opportunity to figure it out. Um, I am actually curious. Like, did you, at nine months old, where were your kids? Me? Me? Yeah, like nine months. What is happening at nine months? At nine You're months, home all day. Yeah, I think I was mostly you. home, and then if I wasn't, my husband was, or uh, a relative was there, you or a babysitter. But yeah, we never had daycare. We never did daycare. That just was not a route. Honestly, that we could ever afford. Yeah, and same thing with a nanny. Kind of the same as rent. And you're yeah. like, wait a minute, thirty five hundred dollars for daycare. Great. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. We've <sighs> yeah, because because adding things up, adding prices up, and and trying to like be smart about where all your money is being spent is just. Mm-hmm makes me be like there's no chance I could have a second kid right, what right am I gonna win the lottery <laughs> and it sucks because I feel like I feel like so many other generations of parents have not had to look at it like that in a lot of ways like can I afford to have kids no but you I hear you the, it. being a working mom is so or I should I should take that back. You know, all moms are working, but a, a mom who is working outside the home or working on a, a career or some sort of money making endeavor, it's it's such a push pull. You always feel like you're failing at either mothering or at your career, um, you know. And it, I think for me, I've found that I just have to be like at peace with that. 
<laughs> which is insane. Uh, it's very hard to be at peace with that, especially when you're someone who I, I assume you are as well, just like career driven and wanting yes, to an ambitious woman who has a baby. Yeah. And who deserves to do well in their in their career and has been, you know, working hard before they had a kid and now they have a kid and this is supposed to make your life better. And, you know, you know, and instead you're like, what the fuck? I can't. My goal is to just raise him and be like, and now you're going to be a producer. <laughs> Produce Buy my me a house. Yeah. I keep being job with my at kids. HBO and green light my show. <laughs> That's like the long run. I keep dropping like really yeah. not subtle hints about how like they should be doctors. Uh because they're like, I would like to be an elementary school teacher. And I'm like, that's cute. But have you ever thought about being a doctor? There are so many <laughs> cool kinds of... Do- I literally said this to my eight-year-old the other day. I was like, there are so many kinds of ways to be doctors. <gasps> Name a body part. You could be that kind of doctor. Being do- <laughs> I'm listening. I'm taking notes. <laughs> You're like, like Please this is don't funny. Be- I'm like, no, no, no. This is important. <laughs> This you is can an be a important conversation. You can be the kind of doctor that tells jokes to their patients. <laughs> uh, my friend Esther went to a doctor once who wasn't funny, and it was not a nice experience. So, just be a funny Fired. doctor. Yep. No way I'm going to stay with a doctor who's not funny. <laughs> is this New York or what? Right. Oh man, I I wonder if he is still with us i used to it, when we lived in new york city um uh, we we were in new york city for 16 years and uh my dentist was called the jazz dentist uh i don't know if you're familiar with the jazz dentist but uh he also played in a jazz band and um played jazz during appointments and it was very pleasant um although he may have done something fucked up with my teeth i don't know but uh what borough are you all in Right now we're in Brooklyn, but we are planning on moving to the West Coast because I've been bouncing around like New York and L.A. As a single girl I, or as a college student, I was in New York, but then kind of did some visits with L.A. And I really like I really enjoyed bouncing around between the two cities for the past 10 years. Yeah. And um, now I'm like so desperate for some kind of stability, some kind of permanent address that we're just sitting down and being like, we need to stop like we need a, we need more space like we're so cramped we're beyond mm-hmm. crowded in this apartment and and especially obviously pandemic and cold weather it just feels like I can only sometimes take my kid out on walks because that's how cold it is mm-hmm. and I'm just like counting the days I guess spring starts tomorrow but it's really hard it's so hard <laughs> it is hard. Honestly, when you were saying that thing about like my kid is crying and I'm just trying to do this like video on social media. Yeah. That I felt that so hard because so often my kids will be like wanting to do stuff and I'm like I'm I'm so sorry I have to get this work done and I'm I like put on what my clown is this nose and, work? and bark like a dog. Or just like what is my work even? Like you were saying like I'm 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 promoting this podcast episode, um, but like, do I even? Is there any sort of financial return on that? I don't know. And like, is it? it it's like pretend. It's so pretend. I do include my kid in my videos now because oh. there's no way to escape it. <laughs> You're either yeah. in my video or I don't have a video. Yeah. There's no, he's attached to me. I'm like a kangaroo. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> he's 31 pounds and he's nine months old and he cries if I walk away. Oh. So he's in all my videos. I have made every video with my kid in it. There's one where I do, it went a little bit viral. I made like a goal that I was going to be like, I want to make a viral video. But I did want to make a viral video. Yeah. And I didn't want it to be lame, but I was like, I had to really go and think, what can I do to yeah. to make the internet laugh? 
please, Internet, please love me. That stuff takes time and effort. Or creativity. Or sometimes it's effortless and you just like videotape a dog and it's just so funny. It goes viral. So it's like it's partly winning the lottery and it's partly very difficult. Um, But one day I was like, oh, this is funny because I noticed myself doing this. And then I made this video and it's basically it says out of work actress reads uh, during story time, out of work actress during story time. And I'm like, <laughs> that's a fun idea. Bear, like the premise. Brown bear, what do you see? And I get very dramatic and my husband's videotaping it. And of course, my son is like sitting on my lap and like clutching his pearls because he's so scared because I'm such an incredible actor. And wow. um, he was like, where did mommy go? Yeah, she's no, disappeared like, into this what character happened with brown bear. Like he was in the story. He was hooked. He gets nervous, grabs his little um, stuffed monkey that we got at Ikea, holds his stuffed monkey and is like, oh, no, mama. And he basically I said, <laughs> anyways, we make this video. It gets like one hundred thirty five thousand views on Instagram, which is nice. A big accomplishment for me. Yeah. I got a lot of people being like, LOL, this made my day. I've, I've watched it 10 times. And I'm like, there we go. I wanted to bring joy to the internet. And hear, not just me complaining about how hard the quarantine is, but I, I sprinkled <laughs> some joy, which was my yeah. goal that I thought out to do. So I was so happy with myself. And then I look at the video and I realize that everyone had commented on him basically grabbing the monkey being look at him he's so into it look at him he loves it wow and i'm like you know it was really my acting that kind of brought him in (laughs) i hear what you're saying but i felt like he was kind of pushing but you're dealing with when you have this nine month old in your videos you're dealing with such such raw talent such rawness you're dealing with like someone who's moment present moment to moment truly he's yeah not phoning it in he's authentic and he I don't want to be a mom that you know puts her kids in show business and has to deal with rejection and has to deal with like auditions and pedophiles however you know show business I think like I am a mom that can create videos with my son i just don't know when he's gonna be like mom all of a sudden i'm gonna wake up and he's gonna be like mom i don't want to do a sketch with you and i'm like you've been doing these sketches with me since you were three months old so you shut up and put on the wig (laughs) do you think that you Um, can get a kid to do a sketch with you which one of them you know, we've had we've done some stuff with our kids, but not a ton of stuff. Um, we've done stuff in the past more. They are funny. They are entertaining. <laughs> Although now that we do this podcast, I feel like I talk about them so much in such detail that now I want to sort of sh- make them less. I don't want. What am I trying to say? I don't want to put their faces out there. Yeah, I don't want to put their faces out there too much because then it's sort of like uh, I'm already talking about them so much that I want to give them a little privacy because we talk about, you know, pretty intimate stuff on the show. So it's not a question of, you know, they've had their faces out there. They've done BuzzFeed videos and my son and I did one for fandom I'm sure, like... The baby me. thing is different, though. Oh, Because it's, like, yeah. people, babies and dogs and cats. Oh, yeah. I don't know I'm... that I'm going to be making sketches with... The whole joke is that he's a baby. Like, I don't know if I would could put him in a sketch, depending on his talent. <laughs> but we've met... I mean, I've definitely met kids in showbiz before, have you? Where you're like, ooh... I mean, yeah, if I ever, I rarely interact with kids in show business, but when I do, it's cringy. Yeah. I mean, some I kids are really think... like normal, like, you know, uh, sure. uh, what is the word? Adjust, well adjusted. But then some some kids you meet in show business, you're like, oh, gosh, you are 
like uh it take that. I don't know I don't want to I, I think be my job I really think my job is to protect him from the evils Nannies. of the world there we yeah. go and I don't feel like my version of protecting him and protecting his innocence I'm very very comfortable with putting him in my videos and yeah. having people laughing at how into the story he is that I'm acting my goddamn butt off and um it's all fun and we did yeah. like a little sketch about um what was it million million dollar listing but for babies and we were talking Yay! about like his playpen so there's like a couple of these little they're 30 sec 15 to 30 second videos and I'm so happy with them and I'm happy that we put him in it but I do still think like I am protecting his innocence what what would jeopardize that is when I start telling him like sorry you didn't get the part you're you know that feels more intense than just like yeah you could be in my video right 100% and like I I think we've had a conversation we've had a couple of conversations because I'm such like a I like really wish I was a drama teacher like deep down inside. I'm just like or a show mom or something like that. My husband's um, more grounded and he's like, <laughs> you know, if he wants to do plays at school and I'm like, yeah. you're right. If he wants to do plays at school, although I'm wondering how many like casting directors are at school plays. <laughs> do you want him to meet casting directors? <laughs> no, I don't. Or not. No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I want to continuously make jokes about him being a showbiz kid, but I absolutely don't want him to be a showbiz kid. I want to make yeah. like, LOL, hopefully there's industry. You know, I want to, I want to be funny. Um, also we're trying to pick out what neighborhood to live in, in LA. And we, as cool kids in comedy, want to be on the East side, Echo Park or Los Feliz. But as parents, I want to be in a community that I feel like I can say, yeah, go ride your bike and feel mm -hmm. like so comfortable with my kid riding his bike in a cul-de-sac. I don't know how yeah. comfortable I'd be about my kid riding his bike around the streets of Holly Weird. Sounds like you're going to Burbank, Esther. Are you in Burbank? No. You don't we are, where you are smack dab in the city. Uh, and there's no bike riding. And uh, honestly, I, I wish we were way more sub suburban. It's way too urban right here. Like, I'm afraid when they run on the sidewalk that someone's going to back out of their driveway and hit them with their car. Uh, yeah. Uh. Esther, yeah. what is your Instagram, by the way, so people can oh, like, yes. these, check out all those really, videos? All these videos. Um, Esther.Steinberg. And that's it. Yeah, Esther.Steinberg. And I really... God, I love a, I love a, I love a silly video on the internet. God. Who doesn't? I love a good silly internet video. I also think that social media is poison. So I really, I go both ways. Yeah, yeah. So, but sometimes it's funny. I start unfollowing anyone that I have a weird feeling. I see their posts and I either get down or like maybe i'm not doing enough or jealous or like just unfollow not because i hate go. you but because you're doing really well and i don't really want to see you <laughs> hey man it's not it it's your social media it's your it's your bubble that you're cultivating so cultivate away uh esther where can people see you and what's the name of your podcast and all of that my podcast is called Stand Up Mom, and um, that's all on iTunes and things like that. And I'm uh, interviewing a bunch of stand up comedians about their their birthing journey, their breastfeeding journey. I mean, all the the fun new mom stuff. And I've noticed ah. I got a lot of new moms who are into the podcast, and a lot of people that are thinking about becoming a mom that are like, I don't want to be a mom anymore. Um, so. <laughs> fair trying to be honest about the the beginnings of the journey which apparently just get harder um and then i have a, a special coming out that i shot when i was six weeks postpartum after giving birth in the pandemic Holy shit 
Because wow. normally, normally when someone says, you know, I had a special ready to go or it was an album, like whatever. I had all these jokes and I was pregnant and I was like, let's do it. So I got this um, ready to go and I got offered a special and I was technically going to be recording at nine months pregnant and I was thrilled. And then the pandemic happened like, and we're like, Cobra, we're gonna, baby Cobra, we're gonna, Esther yeah, Steinberg. Exactly. There we go. Let's yes. do this. So I was really excited. And then they were like, oh, there's a pandemic. We're going to cancel it. And I'm like, I understand. I guess when you cancel something or postpone something, it just means, oh, I'm a comedian. I'm going to perform it a couple months later than I thought. When you're pregnant, mm-hmm. it changes quite a bit. And so yeah. I went from a nine-month pregnancy thing to having the baby. And then six weeks later, they were like, or they, they literally gave me a date in July that I'm going to be shooting my special. And it was a drive-in special done at the Rose Bowl with Tribeca and Comedy Dynamics. So I got all this like really cool big names behind it, a lot of money behind it. Like they're doing all these camera stuff. And I'm six weeks postpartum, still breastfeeding and pumping. And I flew from New York to L.A. in the with the mask on. You had to fly. And it's like, and I was living in the epicenter. So New York was like the it spot at the beginning. And that was when I was giving birth and flying to go do my special. So it was, it was so fun though, because part of me thinks that it kept me from a, a depression because I had something really important that I needed to do. So yes, yeah, I need to breastfeed and I need a pump and I need to do this and I need to change diapers and I'm killing my body hurts and I had a C-section. But I also, Whoa. yeah, but I also was like, I got to work on my jokes. <laughs> wow. So I did my special and, That's you know, intense. most comedians, like if you're a Z's on sorry, you do a hundred different cities, a thousand mm-hmm. shows, you run it, you run it, you run it. And then you go and perform yeah. and they videotape it and put it on Netflix. For me, mm-hmm. I didn't get as much. Um, but I also feel like a lot of people when they're performing their jokes are a little burnt out. They're like, here's my joke. And they're over their own material. At yeah. least I could say I was so excited to be performing. And they were some of them were like new jokes. I did a joke about what happened on the way to the special, which is that there was no food on the plane and I was in a six hour flight and I had to pump and I pumped and and drank my own breast milk. I didn't have the baby with me, but I had to pump, you know, you have to continue pumping to tell your body to keep making the milk. Right. And so I had a manual pump on me and made breast milk and drank it because there was no food on the plane. Because they weren't serving food because of the pandemic. <laughs> that just blew my mind. <laughs> I make it funny because, like, thank God I had a sense of humor. Oh, my so God. Special, Wait, so what is the name? so yeah. intense. It's, like, raw and real and honest, and my tits are huge. Huge well, I can't tits. wait to watch it for all these reasons. I mean, you've never seen tits like these. Um, no, these are it's milk, like uh, milky boobies. Ru- <laughs> I think we got it was the Russ first time Myers, a uh, boobie was on camera for that long. Wait, so Esther, what's the name of the special, and where we, where can we see it? It's called Burning Bush, and you can see it on. <laughs> Thank you. Ah! The oh, Burning Bush is, works on so many levels. I'll give you the, my son's name is Moses. And there, and I say my joke, my bit, I'm going to give it to you that's special. It's, it's that the reason we named him Moses is because he entered the world through a burning bush. So there Good it job, is. Esther. <laughs> we have fun. Good it's job. a blast. And I, I'm just, I hope that like moms who are, postpartum and moms who are prepartum all the moms just like pee themselves laughing and I know it won't be hard because their vagina muscles are so wrecked um yes but this is true so peeing themselves laughing is pretty easy to achieve so that was like <laughs> that was my goal <laughs> I really have burning bush so good Esther 
Anyway, so it's, so it's on good. video on demand. So it's kind of going to be available wherever anyone would buy a, a movie that just came out because we're in this fun pandemic. So it's going to be like Google Play, Apple TV, and um, what else? Amazon. So you can just like type in Burning Bush and start. And, and there you go. You'll see my Amazing. Um, dumb face and my giant tits. <laughs> and it dropped on March 30th, right? Yes. So and we to promote, will... you know, I had to get a T-shirt printed for my son. And I'm going to totally utilize him as promo. <laughs> Atta girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So everyone, check out Burning Bush. Check out Esther.Steinberg on Instagram for all of those viral videos starring Esther, but mostly starring Moses the baby. Um, I'm joking. He's a steam stealer. Yeah. Babies tend to be. Well, <laughs> in so many ways. In so many ways. Is there anything else you want to promote before we? That's all. Okay, good. I just want to make Positivity. sure. Get, we're, get it. we're so close. We're so done. We're almost done. We're so close. We're Take done. the vaccine. I'd oh like to God. promote the Moderna. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to promote taking the whatever vaccine someone offers you. Um, doesn't even have to be COVID, but I mean, especially the COVID vaccine. Uh, let's really, let's gear up for the herd immunity. Let's do Mamas, it. Mamas, we're almost done. We're almost out of this shit show. Oh, man. Esther, you're doing a really great job. That's amazing. You're doing an amazing job. Thank like, you. You've got three. I've got one. You won. <laughs> it's not a competition. Really? Because uh, I feel like it's a competition now. It's not. It's really not. Well, I mean, I guess it depends what mom you ask, because a lot of moms do think it's a competition. Um, <laughs> but hey, you, I, I'm, I am in awe that you did a comedy special six weeks postpartum that's unfucking believable like you gave birth in a pandemic and you gave birth to a, a comedy special and you got a podcast you 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 know and you got a little baby who is a fucking star <laughs> but, so like you know, you're amazing will be a producer will who will be a producer all my and will will buy you a house let's be he will at least a condo. moses remodeled condo <laughs> Or a remodeled condo. <laughs> well, you know, if you are listening and uh, you have found yourself paying $50 just to take a fucking nap, <laughs> or <laughs> if, if your kid just bit you and they're just way too old to be doing that, or if you find yourself so hungry on an airplane that you resort to drinking your own breast milk, just know that you are doing a great job. My mommy drinks. Hello, my name is Muriel and I love true crime. I'm Nick and I am not a fan. Every week on our new podcast, Muriel's Murders, I handpick a real-life crime story that I think will blow Nick's mind. Muriel is really enthusiastic about researching and telling me these stories, and boy, they are a lot. Some of them are famous. Some of them are weirdly under the radar, but all of them contain crime, violence, and murder from across history and around the globe. <laughs> so join us every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts, and check out the original Muriel's Murders animations on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter and TikTok at Muriel's Murders. How are you feeling, Nikki? Very nervous. Are you ready to hear a story? No. Too bad. Here comes some murder eclipse from season one of Muriel's Murders. This week involves a trio of scheming brothers, a handyman and his gold, an unsolved mystery, and Abraham Lincoln himself. And they also say that Henry actually never recanted his story, ever. Whoa. He never recanted it. You said I shouldn't be scared. This Fisher, that could be a ghost. And no one and no one knows what happened to Fisher. Like, that never came into the... 
the light like henry yeah. never recanted and fisher like literally never said anything about it so very easily they could have taken him to the thicket i love that it happened in the thicket by the way yeah i'm not even sure what it is but i just see like blackberry brambles and it's like sticky and hurdy and then they they try to kill him they think they kill him they move him to the pond and then he just wakes up like they were really bad at killing and robbing him who yeah. pulled somebody over who had some weed yeah. and the people were like don't give us a ticket we'll show you where the weed is at and he said okay and they drove to texas and he got about 300 pounds of weed in texas yeah and drove it back to sell it in arkansas and totally got caught <laughs> but he's like a state trooper from that area you sure, know <laughs> sure sure yeah I get so it. like you gotta get this idea that like you know like i'm envisioning rural uh sparsely populated and it's a still has that bootlegger like anything goes vibe you know like that's sure. the that's the feeling that i got you know the state troopers like you got that weed and he's like no <laughs> listen man i'll just cut you no deal he's like you got it we have to go all the way to texas he's like ah, i was going there anyways <laughs> exactly he gets there and he buys a gun and bullets, right? <laughs> so very concerned father. Yeah, doesn't right. know where his little curl is. Yeah. She's walking through yeah. the woods. So he's just going to go kill this guy. Yeah, right? Right. Yeah, totally. So he goes and he buys a gun and some bullets. And he like goes down to Waldport, which is the closest town to where the ferry is to get across the bay. And he gets to where the ferry is. And he looks up and he misses the ferry by like just a couple minutes. Right. But he looks up and he sees this bearded tiny guy surrounded by these bathroom women. And so he just picks up his pistol and he shoots it. And the gun misfires five times. <laughs> and so now Creffield has witnesses to that he can't be killed. Oh, yes. He just, he just destroyed San Francisco yes. and now he can't be killed. Right. And so they just like, he didn't duck or run away and then the ferry just moves across <laughs> the water. Just keeping <laughs> eye contact the entire way. Campfire.